intro. We don't have no fucking intro. <laughs> we just use this, we can use the same beat though, right? I mean that like that like um I liked how that uh, on episode two how that how you did that. We dropped it in. Yeah. Shit was tight. Cool. We'll use it. So what's up? Are we live? We going? Yeah, we going. What's up, everybody? Hey. Hey. Uh, Headspin Radio, episode three in this bitch. Three? What? Akeel and Miles, you know what it is. <laughs> what it is. What it do. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Very well. I'm hot as shit because it's hot as hell in Houston right now. I was about to say, I just asked if you're hot in here. No, I'm, I'm good now. I'm saying like... Uh, the weather sucks. The weather's trash, bro. Yeah. So we... Uh, I told you I, I went on a bike ride. Motorcycle, not a bike. I don't ride bikes. There's nothing wrong with that. I actually want to get into cycling. Now. It takes too much work. True. But it's a badass <laughs> workout. It is a good workout. Um, but anyway, I fucking fried on my bike. Uh, rode for like five or six hours and uh, almost died of sunburns. Not good, but how was your week, man? Anything uh, cool in your week? Oh, snap. You just got something. I don't mean to cut you off. Nah, dude. One of my boys, man. Shout out my boy, Michael Rathke. Rathke Photography. Great guy. Good people. No, he just tagged me in a post on Instagram because Royce59 will be here on the 26th. Say what? Yeah, Warehouse, man. Nice, man. That would be a dope-ass show. That means that that's this week, but I'm not going to be here. When is it? Darn. July 26th, man. That's... um. Thursday. Thursday. We yeah. When are you leaving? Thursday morning. For Nolan? New Orleans. New Orleans. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> All right. But anyway, so uh obviously like you guys know that we're real big into music. Royce, um, one of the illest MCs in my opinion in the game right now, super underrated. Uh he is in cahoots with uh Eminem and Slaughterhouse, um, out of Detroit. But he will be at Warehouse Live on the 26th. So if you're down for a dope hip-hop show, go check that. So to put you on the spot, um, something we've been talking about is putting together a playlist, uh, maybe via Spotify or some media outlet that we will start suggesting songs um, that we would suggest listening to based on content, production, things of that nature. Um, is there a song that you can think of of his you want to start that off with? Mm. You want to come back to that? Yeah, we can come back because there's so much good music, man, out there, dude. Like, uh, is it a particular genre that you're talking about or just, just whatever? Just whatever, man. Yeah, we'll come back to that, man, because uh, there's a lot of good music. We'll have to debate that and yeah, no doubt. put that out. But but so to your point, um, what we'll be doing is uh, – putting out some tracks and songs and artists to follow and go check out and hopefully just kind of expand on your music palette. So you guys be on the lookout for that. That's something we're really excited about too. Basically we're saying quit listening to shit. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I just got really loud. To be fair. um, I listen to shit. So so don't worry about it. Well, so, so it's weird, man. Cause like recently I've been, uh, Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, I got to figure out how to phrase this properly. Wait right? a minute. So uh, I have traditionally, I'm not real big into like mainstream music. I've always been like underground, um, everything underground rap, like non-mainstream, like metal, hardcore. So, <clears throat> um, but some of the like more popular stuff is actually 
not too bad, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I've kind of been vibing with. There's a track on the radio right now. Um, what genre? It, it's it's like rap hip hop. You rap hip hop, yeah. On on some trap music. And it's not trap. I really don't mess with trap. When it comes to trap, dude. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. But uh, well, so like Ray Swimmer, man. I. Go ahead, say it. Go <laughs> so, ahead, so, say so, it. so people who know me, like, that's not really, like, the vein of hip-hop that I'm into. But I like I like those guys, man. The the little bit of um, their music that I've heard, like, it's fun, you know what I mean? Like, just get out there, you know, kind of just feel kind of crunk or whatever. Like, it's obviously, like, club music or whatever. But, like, I mean, them young guys getting money, you know, so. Brothers, man. Yeah. That's dope, yeah. I, I kind of like their sound, but. Anyway, it's recorded, man. You can't take that shit back. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know if you really catch me like driving around Houston, like banging that shit, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, listen. Never say never. Listen, I had I had my boy head bopping over here to Chance the Rapper, so I'm just going to yeah. say. I'm well, just going to say. But so we've had this conversation for a long time because you've been trying to get me on him for a long time. Um, Chance. So Chance can rap, man. Chance the Rapper. Uh, I, the dude can rap. Um, there's just a lot of things like uh particulars that he doesn't really do for me but those couple tracks that you let me listen to were pretty fire i will say that a couple new singles that he has that he just recently dropped um i don't know the names of them we literally just started list or miles just put me on them uh like 20 minutes ago but they sound dope and if that's any uh indicator of what the album is going to be like i will definitely check that out that's what's up so i'll real quick i'll pull up the the tracks. Um, so there's four. I might need security, workout, Walla Cam, and 65th and Ingleside. We'll and, have, and they're we'll, all pretty dope. We'll have to post those for everybody too, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, like like I said, Duke can rap. Um, but I I just I don't know that. Uh, what was the name of the album? The coloring book, the color book, or whatever. Oh, his last mixtape. Yeah, the yeah, coloring yeah. book. So. We were talking about this briefly uh, before we went live, man. Um, good sound, good flow. Uh, I just felt like it was a little bit overdone with like that gospely the horns. Horns, and yeah. That. I felt yeah. like it was overdone. Like I get it um, because I know that he invokes a lot of that in his music. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that's what he was going for for that particular album, but uh, I felt like it was overdone. Fair enough, man. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody has an opinion, and <laughs> yours not every- is fucking wrong. <laughs> but not everybody has facts, though. Uh, true that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. But anyway, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. A uh, lot going on this week, dude. Lots. Man, I tell you what. Uh, yeah. You about to go heavy? Not right now. Okay. But I'm you're I, itching. <laughs> the boy is itching. I right, man, I got them slugs in the chamber, and it's it's you know I'm about to let them all ring. Blah, so blah. Uh, I'll let you do your thing. All right, all right. All and then right. we'll get to it, bro. Cool, man. So <laughs> real quick, we'll run through this. Um, in the world of sports, 2018 FIFA World Cup champions, France over Croatia. Vive la France. Four, two. Ha, ha, man, um, <laughs> oui, oui. It, it was a good matchup. Um, they outplayed Croatia in pretty much every every way. Um, there, was some, there was some diversity as the periods went on as far as um, some matchups and, um, you know, time of possession and things like that. But 
the uh, the France team was just too good, man. Some well, of those athletes were just outplayed. Yeah, it was legit. So it's yeah. weird. It's it's funny because um, that morning, that was what Sunday morning, right? So um, we woke up, and uh, myself, my wife, my boys met up with uh, our like best couple friends um, and their kids, and we went on some real like family shit and went to go like feed the ducks. You know what I mean? That's so <laughs> that's pretty family, right? Quack, quack. <laughs> so we went to go feed the ducks or whatever, but I was getting um like alerts on my phone, right? And so uh it was like two zero, um, I think at like the first alert that I'd gotten. And then like not even thirty minutes later, it was like four two. So I'm like at the pond or lake or whatever, and uh I was like, yo, this game's gotta be like legit because usually for like FIFA or like that level of play, especially in the finals. You don't see a lot of high-scoring games because it's two high-level teams. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Excuse me. So I was surprised. I was like, "Damn, four-two! Like it went from two to zero to four-two, like in a relatively quick, like short amount of time." So I was like, "Man, I'm missing this game." And then, sure enough, you know, they, they ended up closing it out or whatever, man. But I didn't actually see the game, but I was just getting updates because we were we, were, we weren't at home, so. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, it was fun. I, it, this was probably one of my favorite World Cups, um, even though U.S. wasn't in it. Uh, just because some of the matchups, man. Like, there was a lot of upsets this year. Of big teams. Yeah, and I think that was what was kind of interesting. It wasn't just the big powerhouses that made it to the end, and that was all the talk. So it was cool seeing uh, seeing some of the underdogs come through and a lot of fun watching the young team at France come through, and uh, they should be pretty successful for several years. So... Um, that's it for the World Cup. Um, let's see. We have the Hall of Fame game. NFL is coming up, man. Um, I think the Hall of Fame game is August 2nd, Bears versus Ravens. And then uh, preseason kicks off shortly after that. So if you're going to play some fantasy football, you better hurry the fuck up. Get your shit in. I feel like um, like a way like – it's almost like a calendar, right? Like the like the time time goes by so fast, and I feel like the season like we just got done with the season with football, and now the preseason is upon us already. Thank God, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's kind of crazy, man. Yeah, it's um for a for a sports en- enthusiast, I guess you can say. Um, it's kind of funny how the sports schedule rules your your calendar year. You're like football comes, it goes. Okay, it's time for a little bit of uh, baseball. Then basketball starts up. You watch basketball, then you have a little window of baseball that's still going on, and then mm-hmm. football picks back up. So, um, anyway, um, we'll kind of let's stick with the NFL. So that's kind of all I have for um, just little quick updates. We were talking about NFL earlier because of some of the the situations with the anthem. Yeah, <clears throat> and the it was recently, I guess, the ruling was revoked. For people, the new season coming up. Yeah, so so pretty much, you know, the NFL was saying that they are not going to be, like, punishing players for kneeling for the anthem as they work through to get to a solution, right? And um, so, obviously, a very contentious topic. Uh, Everyone's got opinions on it. And, um, like, I like the fact that they – kind of went back on it because it shows that, you know what I'm saying? Like they, well, there's, I don't know. I don't consideration. know. If exactly. So I don't know if it's a facade or if they're just trying to save face or whatever the case is, but the fact that they're being able to like, uh, being flexible 
shows like they're willing to work with these players, man, you know, throughout. Because it's, it's a pretty serious topic, right? So, um, so they did that. And then I got a uh, update that your boy Donnie uh, went straight to Twitter. Twitter and uh, my boy Donnie, <laughs> he oh, had dear. apparently a lot to say um, <laughs> about the topic. And I just it, before I, before I get into what he said, man, um, my biggest thing is as the president of the United States, uh, the leader of the free world. Um, that his outlet is fucking Twitter. Well, that and t- t- to piggyback that. Why is it necessary for you to inject yourself into the private sector, bro? Like, there's so much shit that you should be focusing on. Flint still doesn't have clean water to drink. Half of Puerto Rico is still, their infrastructure is still fucked up. And you know what I'm saying? Like, they need, you name it. There's a lot of other things that you should be concerned. Um, well, we'll set it for later. There's a lot of other things that you could be concerned about uh, versus what the hell players are doing in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it necessary for you to inject yourself in that? Am I wrong? No, uh, I, I'm just trying to think. Like, I feel it's like it's um, almost like little man syndrome. Like, he has to project himself into every single thing that he can. Otherwise, he doesn't feel important. And he does it through, like, the thing that blows my mind the most is that he goes to Twitter every single day. He, he wakes up in the morning and he's like, all right, well... Who the fuck do I want to piss off today? Well, so so I'm glad that you said that because um, it's funny how, like, perspective works, right? A lot of people who are upset with the players taking a knee and using their platform, well, why do you have to do it during the game? Why do you have to, you know, do it doing the anthem? These guys are doing it there because, for one, they have the platform to do so, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what anybody says, what you've been told, this protest is not against the United States military. It is not against the United States as a country, as a sovereignty, or against the flag. This is against police brutality, primarily against people of color and, and, and blacks, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just establish that. Okay. So the people that are upset with the players for using that platform are super quiet about the president using his platform to voice his uh, beliefs. Or right. his views. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So which one is it, right? Like, you can't be mad at the players for using their platform to draw awareness to a very important social issue that's affecting our country mm-hmm. and then be cool with the president doing it. You follow what I'm saying? Like, No, yeah, I follow. I'm trying to decide if I want to play devil's advocate right here. Because, absolutely. Because I don't want to... Uh, Anyway, so here, man, talk your shit. Go ahead, dog. Here, here's, here's, well, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Let's let's get it. Because I'm I'm not in, in any means trying to um, have Trump's back on this. Like that's not my stand on this. But what you just said, my thoughts went to the players that kneel. Like you said, it, it's not against the military. It's not against the country. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But. The fact that they are kneeling to the anthem, that that does offend some people. Right or wrong, it, it offends some people. What Trump's doing is he's getting on a platform, social media platform. What he says is offending people, but the actual act of getting on Twitter isn't compared to... Does that make sense? Like, 
I, I Do you understand I'm, what I'm trying I to... I'm, so basically you're saying them doing it during the anthem is what's offensive versus Trump doing it and what he's right, saying. Right, 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 yeah. Not the actual action. Right. So I follow you. I get what you're saying. Um, but again, let's let's just... let's You know what? Let's, let's back this thing all the way up because this whole thing is something that's... It's a relatively new argument or a bit of contention within the United States, right? Right, right. If you think about, like, early 2000s, um, growing up as a kid in school, uh, like, dude, I knew people who didn't stand for the, the flag, or not the flag, the um, the anthem for, like, religious beliefs or whatever the case, you know what I'm saying? Really? Like, whatever, yeah. So, we'll see, I, I grew up in a box, so I okay. never saw that. So, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, and so that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's a big issue now because it's been made a big issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not everybody. What I don't understand is is why everybody feels the need that if you don't necessarily have the same viewpoints, automatically off the rip, like you're written off. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some room for dialogue. There's got to be some room to try to bridge the gap. And this is kind of what I'm hoping to do with what we're doing here. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, uh, like you said, there are a lot of people who live within those boxes or those um, bubbles or echo chambers, right, who don't get other uh, views. So, to back up, the NFL, first of all, the players didn't always, weren't always on the field um, during, the, during the anthem, right? Yeah, yeah. B- before, before, so... The, the they go back to the locker rooms. Right. And the Department of Defense actually pays the NFL um, a lot of money mm-hmm. um, for promotion, um, basically to enhance recruits, right? Right. So that's kind of where this sort of like uh, patriotic rhetoric started to grow, right? And then obviously over the last year and a half uh, since we've had a new president, um, it's been brought into the spotlight of people kneeling you know, I was starting with uh, Colin Kaepernick and, you know, he's been demonized and stigmatized. And, um, you know, the story behind that is, <clears throat> you know, he was sitting down and he got with the uh, uh, the um, the veteran and basically the veteran was like, dude, like, I get what you're doing. Um, why don't you kneel instead? He, so the, the kneeling was actually came from it came from the recommendation of a veteran. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not disrespectful. He. And they've gone on countless interviews, and he said it a number of times. This is not about not being patriotic. This sure. is literally using our platform to bring awareness to what's going on. It is impacting a lot of, you know, uh, citizens or Americans, you know, within the country. Yeah. So, um, so uh, okay. So to back up, I'm gonna get ahead of myself. <laughs> but uh, bring it. It, it. What I'm saying is, is regardless of what he's saying or the action or whatever, and I, and I, I get where you're coming from, um, as a president, he doesn't need to be focused on that. He shouldn't even be on Twitter. I agree that's, with you. That's my opinion. If, if you're in that level of leadership, you have no business spouting out your opinions on social media. I feel like there's laws against that, man. There should be. Maybe. I feel like that could like fall under like libel or something like that, or maybe slander. I I, I don't know. I'm not like a um, lawyer or anything like that. Um, but I feel like there's laws against being able to do that. I'll have to look into that and get back to you guys. 
So but, uh, real quick, just so to stay on this for just a second. Mm-hmm. So since we're talking about, you know, kind of bringing light to people that uh, live in boxes and trying to gap some of those bridges of understanding and things like that. So I think a big issue with, um, like you said, you don't know why people don't can't understand why they're doing this or they attack them for doing this, things like that. And I, I think it's, it's just human nature. If you don't know something, if you don't understand something, you fall back on what you do know. And so like for me, like even when this first started happening, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Why is he doing this? It's disrespectful. That was my initial um, response. Right. Even as he took a knee, my response changed to, okay, I understand why he's doing this, but I think there's a better way for him to do this. He has access to microphones and um, TV and all these different things. Why doesn't he just get up there and, and talk and do it a different way that doesn't, um, what's the word? Um, hurt people's feelings. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't offend people. Offend or, people yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. doesn't offend people. Um, but then as time has gone on, I've, gained understanding that it doesn't matter if it does offend people that that's kind of the purpose of, it, of a, offending somebody yeah, because it's otherwise so, it doesn't get talked about and it it's not as effective right? right so what so so again i'm glad that you brought that up and 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 painted that picture because if you look at um uh historical protests throughout this country was founded on protest right we were literally getting fucked by uh the queen or you know uh England, the British, you yeah. know, the, the British, right? Yeah. Under that, under that, under that rule. So, like, the United States, the inception of the United States was born out of protest. And hey, that's just a part of, of of who we are. So you go through that, right? Then you go through um, the civil rights era. You go through like uh, women's suffrage. Like the, these things, they aren't comfortable to talk about, right? right? But that's kind of the point of these protests is to make it so uncomfortable that people are forced to talk about it and we're having this dialogue so we can get to a point of normalcy. We can get to these solutions and figure out how the hell we can progress. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you like you look at Rosa Parks, right? Or you look at, you know, um, the civil rights movements in the 60s. So, you know, not to cast a broad brush, brush because it's something that I don't like to do. Um, but I almost feel like the people who are like super staunch opponents to the people, to the players kneeling and stuff like that are like the people that would have told like Rosa to sit her ass down in the back of the bus. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Does that sound ignorant? It doesn't. No, it it sounds, uh, if it does, I really don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, Obviously, anybody who knows me, I'm not racist at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, my wife is Caucasian, so that, that's and I'm not using her as a a, a, a prop. You Crutching, know what I'm saying? But, on the- but no, like you know me, like dude, that's not me. However, the, the parallel that I'm trying to draw is the people who are—it's a stigmatism. It's have their fingers in their ears, yeah. Who don't want to hear it? Who don't want to hear the other side? Are the same people that were, you know. Um, Against like integration back then, sure, or you know, um, civil rights uh, and uh, progress and, and whatnot. So, boogity boogity, boogity boogity. Um, <laughs> Why don't you jungle bunnies turn that music down? <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, um, 
it's, it's, yeah, so yeah, I mean, but but again, like, so just to kind of rabbit trail a little bit off of that, it's all reactionary. If you look at all these protests, mm-hmm. people don't just wake up one day and like, uh, today sounds like a good day to protest, yeah. right? Yeah. No, dude, there are things that are happening and it's reactionary and that's what happens. So, um, you know what the bad thing about this is, is that people are so focused on the anthem part of it that I think people have forgotten about the police brutality part of it. Yeah. They, they're so far. They're so focused on the how yep. they've forgotten about the why. why? Yeah. Right. So, and it's unfortunate because that's another huge issue that we could talk about for uh-huh. days and days. Sure. Um, Which I'm sure we will at some point. Absolutely. Um, so it's kind of a double edged sword. If you think about it, it's, it's offending people. People are talking about it, but they're talking about it for the wrong reason. Um, but maybe it gets to the point where, you know, people, if they, if they just keep doing standing for this right or standing or kneeling for this cause, maybe it gets past the point of, okay, we're pissed off that you're kneeling during the anthem or whatever you're doing, protesting, um, that it gets back to the point of police brutality. And I hope it does get to that because I think that's a huge issue. Dude. It is a huge issue. To be protested for. And yes, um, through the, how can I put this? Through some of the inconsistencies within the criminal justice system in the United States, it does uh, adversely affect people of color, um, right? But police brutality isn't a black thing. It's not a brown thing. It's a people thing. It's an American thing, dude. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there are white men that get gunned down at the hands of police. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so. So for me, I've taken a little uh, like a step further. I am completely aware of the unarmed murders that are going on that are, again, impacting communities of color. But beyond that, it's affecting like other communities as well and Americans as a whole, right? So when I talk to people from outside of the country and stuff like that, we're literally looked at like they're they think we're crazy, man. The fact that this is happening at such a uh, um, crazy rate that it is, you know. Yeah. So, um, to back up a little bit, when we were talking about um, the Trump getting twi- to Twitter uh, in regards to the anthem, so and and I quote, he says, um, "The NFL national anthem debate is alive and well again. Can't believe it, isn't it? In contract that players must stand at attention, hand on heart. The forty million dollar commissioner must now make a stand." First time kneeling, out for the game. Second time kneeling, out for a season with no pay. So, again, why? So, so. Which, by the way, there is no such clause within the contracts of them being forced to stand. Okay. That's so that's, that's what I was about to factual. ask. So, that's what I was going to say. You, you mentioned earlier that the NFO gets paid X amount of dollars to um, promote military, basically. Um, so that was my thought is, is there, is that part of the contract? They must stand blah, 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 blah. Um, but regardless, it doesn't really matter. So, Mm, yeah, no, um, to my knowledge, there is not, uh, any such clause. So, but again, that's neither here nor there, right? Like, even if that was the case, what the fuck concern does that have to do? Like that has zero to do with him, bro. Like the country is ultra divided right now. There's a lot of things going on um, that he could be focused on. Well, again, I think it goes back to his little man syndrome. 
if if he doesn't win something, if he doesn't get something his way, he creates adversity. And that's his way of getting his attention. That's a way of like starting something. And he has enough connections and um, power that he a lot of times gets his way because he bullies himself into situations. And, um, I mean, let's just be real. As much as, uh, and, and here's the thing. I'm not, I don't, I don't want him to fail or, or anything like that. It would be retarded for me to say that, or excuse me, it would be insane for me to think that, um, I don't want to sound insensitive to anyone with special needs. Sorry. But, uh, it would be insane for me to think that him failing would be a good thing for the country. I obviously don't want that, but I'm also going to call, I'm also going to call a spade a spade, right? So, um, if he, when he does things that I agree with, Absolutely. I'll give him his props. I'll give him his kudos. But a lot of times the stuff that, that we talk about and that we, that we badger him for 99% of it is self-inflicted, you know? So this week was, there was a lot going on this week and this guy is the master of reality. We know that, you know, he has that, that coming from like the reality TV or whatever. He's really good at causing like, you know, being able to sell that manipulating and pulling strings. And so with everything that's going on this week with, you know, um, uh, the, him meeting with Putin in Helsinki and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But, um, I feel like it's, it's the timing is always odd in terms of whenever he wants to get involved in like the culture wars and, you know, and, and putting these things out here because now this whole next week in terms of the news cycle, Everyone's going to be talking about his Twitter rant about the NFL. So now the, that's back in the spotlight. But now people aren't going to be talking about what happened this past week. Right. It, it buys him time. It absolutely does. That's, that's Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, again, it, it's being able to step back, kind of taking more of a macro look and looking at the bigger scale uh, of what's going on, man, because it, it's not necessary for him to inject himself into it. Um but it's a benefit for him because it's going to take the spotlight off of all the shit that the last couple of days he was getting, you know, thrown under the bus for. Yeah, it, it gives him a couple minutes to figure out his next move in that part while people are concerned about the NFL anthem now. So, yeah, man. Um, and, and I'm the same way. I'm 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 not a Trump hater. I wasn't an Obama hater. I'm a Go America. Like, shit, anybody could get it, dude. If you're doing you know? dumb shit, you're going to get called out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, but there's a lot of things that I do not agree with uh, with Obama. Like, a lot of, so, especially within the black community, people think that, oh, if you're black, like, you automatically have to, like, have to be, you know, Team Obama. And that's not the case. Um, well, not even, just, a, not even a black thing. Like, that's, I guess, white people think because you're black, you voted for Obama. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Everything that sure he says, and is automatically, you know, yeah. I'm going to be like on his wood, right? But yeah. that's not the case. There yeah. was a lot of things that I disagreed with him as well. Um, but I, I don't think it's a, a stretch um, to say that he was a little bit more prepared for the role of the United, the, the president of the United States than Obama. The, yes, dude, he was a he's a politician. Yeah. That's his career was being a politician. Well, so you got to remember, though, because whenever he ran in 08, 
people, um, the right was like, oh, well, he's a junior senator from uh, uh, Chicago and he's a um, public organizer and he doesn't have, you know what I'm saying, the experience. But then fast forward eight years later, whenever they want to prop their guy up, oh, well, we need an outsider, right? Who cares about his experience? He's a businessman. He's going to figure shit out. So again, dude, like the fucking, the, we're always moving the goalpost. And that's what I've noticed about this administration primarily is like the people who support him always find a way to justify the dumb shit that he does. Right. So like, what is he, what is it going to take for you to at least criticize him whenever he's warrant, warranted of being criticized? Like this week. <laughs> Absolutely. Like this week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but yeah. So like my thing is, is like, like we lowered the bar for him. And then we're now we're moving the goalposts. So, like, dude, <laughs> like, what else do you what else do you want to do? Like, nothing. It seems like the dude could say, "Hey, dude, I could go out in the middle of Fifth Avenue right now and go shoot someone. And my supporters will still vote for me." Well, guess what, dude? He was right, right? He, m- mocking um, disabled people. You know what I'm saying? You name it. There's so. And the thing is, is these aren't these aren't. This isn't conjecture. This isn't me like just grasping at straws. There are sound bites. We can actually go pull of the things that he's saying. Yeah. Right? There's some things that I really don't care about, you know, like um, the hot mic and the, 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 and the bus or whatever. Yeah. Do I agree with it? No. But first of all, he wasn't the president at the time. You know, he thought that he was in the, the, um, the privacy of the bus or whatever the case is. You know, the locker room talk. Again, I'm not condoning it. Grabber in the blizzard. <laughs> I don't think that that has anything to do with. Uh, him being the president right now, you know what I'm saying? But again, that just goes to show like his character and and who he is, right? So yeah. again, uh, neither here nor there. That while I don't agree with it, that's not like a huge issue for me because that doesn't impact me in my life or my family or the people that I love. You know what I'm saying? Unless he's around my wife and he tries to grab her by the pussy, grab her by the pussy. <laughs> so <laughs> this just popped in my head. Yeah. So last episode, we talked about talking white. Yep. Speaking of, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm trying not to cut you off. Mine's no. easy. Go for it. Tell no, me what ahead. you got. Go ahead. All right. So my thought is, is Trump is white, obviously. What? I know. It's a surprise. Oh, I don't, I don't really <laughs> want to claim that, but. Um, I had no idea, man. But if that idiot calls in for an interview. There's like, no, I'd hang up on him. <laughs> the shit that he says, the way that he talks, like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I have the best experience. My experience is it's, bigly great. It, it's huge. It's huge. huge. <laughs> go fuck yourself. But man. no, so, so on that, um, I think there has to be like a level of, like a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's straightforward and he, uh, yeah, he's rough around the edges, or you know, he, but he's not a politician, so they give him that pass, right? They give him a pass because he was a fucking millionaire, billionaire, whatever, supposedly, whatever the fuck he is. And he was an outsider, supposedly. Yeah. But so here's my thing, though. Outside all that, there has to be a level of likability, right? I would not want that dude. I, I would, I personally, knowing, you know, seeing some of like his, um, the things that he's uh, let out about his character or whatever, I would not want to hang out with that dude. I wouldn't want him around my wife. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him around my kids. Um, again, this is just me. 
again, not trying to come off as like a hater, and I know it's probably hard not to hater. to think that, but I'm gonna get a soundbite. That dude, that dude's not. He's just not a legit like stand up dude. You know what I mean? This is what I think about if if you took that same person, Trump, character, look, mannerism, disposition, everything, everything. Right. You take him, put it on another person that's not famous, that's not wealthy, et cetera, et cetera, never would have been on a ticket. Sure. Never. Agreed. Would have been laughed out of the building. Wouldn't have been, like, lucky 10 votes. Like, it just wouldn't have happened. He got to where he is because of who he is. Sure. That's the bottom line. That's what I think. That's that's actually a pretty good uh, good point, man. Never thought about it like that. And it, vice versa. Take Obama. Take his disposition. Take his personality. Take his knowledge etc etc put it on somebody else maybe he doesn't become president because he's not a senator or junior senator or whatever enough experience or whatever but he's smart enough he carries himself well enough he's intellectual blah 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 you're probably going to listen to the guy and put him through to the next round like Mm -hmm. that's in my head that's that's how that goes so i don't know so the point that i was going to make real quick you were talking about um in the talking last episode, white. talking white. Yep. So there's a new movie uh, that I want to check out, and one of my buddies, uh, Steve, we were we were talking today, <clears throat> and uh, it's called uh, "Sorry to Bother You." Um, it's okay, <laughs> but no. So uh, from what I understand, it's about a, a black dude who uh, I think he's like an insurance something or another or something in his career, but uh, basically starts to experience like a huge uptick in his career and his job whenever he changes when basically code switches like we talked about in yeah. episode two right and using that quote-unquote white voice yeah. right so um it was i just thought it was funny because it came out this week and we were just talking about that last week so i want to check it out it's the yeah, dude um it's the it's called sorry to bother you um but it's the dude from uh it's the dude from he was he plays andre in get out you remember that so when they go to the picnic have you seen get out I, I don't. I don't know. What? I don't know, bro. I don't know. Oh my lord! I'm not good with this stuff, like names and movies. Get and Out was Jordan Peele, the one with the black dude. So who's just saying names again? The dude, Key and Peele. Who? <laughs> Mike Jones. Uh, <laughs> the um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. Hold up. No worries. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so he's like he's like a telemarketer or something like that, and then basically like the key to him being successful in in, in his role is uh taking on that code switch, talking white or whatever, Changes which helps him. And stuff. Yeah, so okay. I want to check it out. But it looks it looks dope, though. Where, he's, he's also in Atlanta. Where is it at? Like, where can we find this? It's, like, in the movies. It's in the theater? Yeah. Okay, dope. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to go check that out. So, um, so, but yeah. Anyway, so back to the the point at hand, man. Um, yeah, no, you're right, man. You know, so, so like I said, there, there has to be, like, a level of likability in the person who is leading our country, right? As much as we think that our country is the greatest one in the world, why not have someone that, you know, is going to embody the the values, right? Or put forth that reputation. Because right. right now, like, let's just be real. Outside of his supporters, dude, we're a laughingstock. And I say that because I, I don't live within an echo chamber. I speak to a lot of different people from different classes, from different ethnicities and backgrounds and, you know, th- that are within my circle. And 
shoot, if you get online and go to like uh, anywhere, yeah, <laughs> like non echoey areas, you, like you see that, like people in Australia are like, dude, how is this guy your president? People in England, whatever. You just saw the protests in England with the big ass Trump balloon. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. He's not even their president, dude. He went over there to go meet with the queen and, you know, um, Prime Minister May or whatever. And, uh, dude, they, they they showed up in droves, you know what I'm saying? And hundreds of thousands of people out there to protest this dude, right? Yeah. Like, that says a lot, man. Even our border countries, Canada, Mexico, like, mm-hmm. nothing but mocking and hatred, so. Yeah. So, um, kind of switching gears, but staying somewhat on topic, uh, big, uh, story this week, huge, huge was, um, I mentioned it briefly earlier. was, uh, him meeting, uh, Putin in Helsinki, Finland. Hold on. Hold on. Get you some. Yeah. We need some of that. For <laughs> uh, and, uh. There was a lot surrounding that, right? Um, so, apparently, there was... So, obviously, they had the press conference or whatever. They were out taking questions or whatever. So, um, the biggest thing that kind of, I guess, kind of hit the news cycle was him, apparently, uh, there was a phrase that he used whenever um, one of the reporters asked him about the Russians meddling in our election. <laughs> And uh, basically, he was saying that, uh, so the initial line was, I don't see any reason why it would have been Russia, right? So when you hear that, you're like, well, shit, dude, like, (laughs) it's not about you believing it or you you not seeing it, like... FBI, CIA, everybody else in the world told you that's what it was. Dude, they've identified the players, you know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) This isn't just, again, it's not conjecture. This isn't just, you know, supposition. This is for sure. We know that this shit happened, right? So uh, he he gets up on stage. He says that, whatever. So everyone goes crazy. All the media, you know, is is eating his ass alive about it. And um, the next day, not even 24 hours later, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, the press team, is saying that he misspoke saying that the, he should have said, I didn't see any reason why it wouldn't have been Russia. So begs the question for someone who has his phone glued to his hand and is on Twitter 24 seven, or for someone who's so brilliantly intelligent as he puts it, right? He's one of the most, he's one of the smartest people that he knows. If you're, if you're, if, if you're having uh, like a speech or whatever the case is and you misspoke, you're probably going to catch yourself in the moment, right? Okay, cool. I'll give you that. It's a big deal. You're meeting with Putin. That you know, it's a, it, okay, cool. You may not get it in the moment. But I'm sure someone on your team caught that, right? The next day, he says that he misspoke and it should have been, you know, I don't see why why it wouldn't have been them. Okay. In my opinion, I feel like his cleanup team hours later maybe caught it and we're like, "Shit, dude, we got to clean this up." You know what I'm saying? And so that's how that was the best way for them to spin it and say, oh, it was a misspeak. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I don't know. I just like you're talking about a guy who 99 percent of the time is fucking super alpha. Right. Or he, that's how he portrays himself to be. That's what I was about to say. 
But when Putin comes around, that motherfucker's grabbing his ankles, dude. Well, not even, like, I was going to say he never apologizes for anything. He never says, he says some shit, like, yeah. racist shit, yeah. like, all kinds of stuff. Never have we seen some them come out and be like, oh, well, that was offensive. But what he meant to say was this. This is the first time. That he's admitted it. That he's, it's been like, ah, oh, it was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not buying it. So, and on top of that, uh, th- I have never heard him say anything bad about Putin. No. Right? But the media is lying. The intelligence community is lying. The Democrats are lying. The establishment Republicans are lying. Fake news. But I believe Putin when he says that they didn't fuck with our election. Like, come on, dude. How do you not see, like, what's wrong with that? So, again, so just to backtrack a little bit ago, we were talking about patriotism and the national anthem and all that. Mm -hmm. So the people who are feel some kind of way about that don't feel anything about him and his performance this week and bowing down practically to fucking president putin you know what i'm saying like how do you live there's a huge dichotomy there and how do you live or reconcile uh for him and the way that he acted meeting putin and then now to inviting putin to the white house in the fall i believe yeah i what what i think i think people are so blind or blindly following him it's a, it's like okay we voted for trump he's doing amazing things he's doing huge things blah 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 so they're at this point where no matter what he does it's the point of no return yeah they're going it's down like, with the ship with the like, band all that shit like, trump said it it's true like, yeah i think that's it's blind i think that's what it is i think um and it's crazy that it's that many people like this many people in our country will blindly follow somebody that you should very clearly be able to see that he says some very ignorant things. He portrays a lot of opinions, maybe not on camera, but if you read his Twitter, I'd say 80% of what he says is opinion. Maybe go to 50%. It doesn't matter. A lot of it is opinion. And then something like this, when he sits down, talks to another foreign leader face-to-face, who traditionally is one of our biggest geopolitical enemies. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. For as long as I can remember, yes. Mm-hmm. Has been handed papers from CIA that says, this is what we found. This is our intelligence. And he'll be like, meh, I don't believe it. Dan Coats was appointed by Donald Trump. He is, he is his, He's his guy. The, his guy. Yeah. He said... There is no reason not to believe we have found enough evidence to support Russia meddling in our affairs, right? So my thing is, is like, dude, this isn't somebody that was already there in that position or what, you know, whatever. Trump nominated him. He was approved and he was appointed. And even this dude is like, no, dude, like legit, they were in our backyard, Mm -hmm. right? So... Like, to me, I feel like that's just a huge lack of judgment, right? Like, your entire intelligence community, who, as a country, we depend on for our national safety, right? Uh, in terms of, like, terrorist activity or whatever. So, all these people who, 
for the longest time, didn't have any problem with the intelligence community. Now, all of a sudden, do because he has a problem with them and because he's saying that. When in reality, it should make him look like an ass. Absolutely. And then make them look like an ass. Dude, he like, sold out. And this doesn't mean like trying to be like all, you know, uh, extreme or speaking in hyperbole, hyperbole or anything like that. He sold out American interests this week by doing that with Putin. Like, oh, yeah. Let's just be real. Let's just call it what it is. Right? Yeah, he took us back years with if we've had any position with Russia based on just the American name of what we stand for and what we've negotiated for and blah, 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 blah. Since he's been in office, it's been nothing but a, a fallout of that um, level of whatever. Um, so, so the crazy thing is too, man, um, is apparently there was uh, a point during that summit where it was just him and Putin behind closed doors talking, mm-hmm. right? Nobody else was allowed. Uh, Dan Coates, no, nobody. <clears throat> so I get it. There's, you know, backdoor conversations or whatever the case is, but knowing what's going on, knowing the position that Russia's in, uh, in comparison to, you know, some of the information that's come out, why would you even want to put yourself in that position? You know what I'm saying? Hey, dude, so I know that uh, the media is on my ass about this and is on Russia's ass about it. I know that um, both, you know, the right and the left are on my ass about this. Why would I go into a closed room conversation with President Putin? Like, that just doesn't, it doesn't seem like a smart move to me because now everyone's going to, you know, think, well, what were we all talking about? Why can't you disclose what we all were talking about? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I get it. So, uh, is it, is it normal for the president and a foreign leader to go behind doors during summits like this? I mean, not to say that it hasn't happened. Um, but again, given the cur- the current climate, uh, knowing what we know, you know, what's been released uh, by the, by the intelligence community. I just don't think it was a smart move, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you gotta pay attention to, um, perceptions and, and sure, things like that. Right? Sure. Because yeah. I mean, perceptions, reality, right? Most um, definitely. So I don't know. I, I just feel like that probably wasn't the best thing to do. Um, I wish they were like, had their mics on like the bus, like a hot just mic. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> There and they're like, okay, there's just, be, just be a fly on the wall. But so, so, so bigger than that, though, is okay, cool. You want to go somewhere else and meet him? Dope, do your thing. Uh, but inviting him to the White House, bro, that to me is again, probably not the best idea. Why do you feel that way? Uh, well, shit. I mean, who's to say that, you know, um, do you watch? Have you ever heard of a show called uh, Homeland? Yeah. Have you seen it? Um, I don't think so. No. So, so Homeland is Homeland is it's a show on Showtime um, that is very similar to uh, what's going on. So, it basically explores the inner workings, background of like the intelligence community, the CIA, the FBI, their synergies between the different departments and. Um, 
like espionage is huge, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just like that spy shit is 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 big, right? It's real. Yeah. So who's to say that he comes through and like somehow like I don't know like 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 bugs the White House or you know so, something like that, right? Or he comes through with his people and they're able to somehow extract some sort of other form of data, you know, sensitive materials. I, I don't know. This is total me just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is me putting it out there. Putting it uh, out there. But, but uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just I, again, man, I don't, I don't think Putin needs to bring his ass to uh, to the White House, bro. But no, nah, I mean, I, I get that. It just because I tell you what, had this have been Obama, so okay, everybody wants to say Obama was weak and he went on this like apology tour and you know all this stuff. Could you imagine? If Obama, because during his administration, well, at least towards the end of it, at least, Iran was the boogeyman, right? Right. Um, their nuclear capacity, we have to mitigate that. We have to prevent them from being nuclear capable. Hence the Iran, the Iran deal and, and whatever. So could you imagine Obama getting on stage saying, oh, you know what, dude? Well, uh, they, they can have nukes. Nothing's going to happen. I trust his judgment. Bro, they would have fired his ass up. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, again, it's funny how the, 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 the tables turn because now it's their guy who's yeah. doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, or even inviting someone like Ahmadinejad or uh, Saddam Hussein or, um, you know, some of these guys who traditionally we've looked at as super bad players into the white house yeah if it was anybody else it wouldn't fly they already fucking thought his ass was the antichrist and that the rapture was going to happen because you know uh just all the things that that was said about him you know so nah they would have drug his ass through the mud man i i almost feel like if it was anybody but trump inviting him there that i might be okay with it knowing what we know yeah like if if it was obama Inviting Putin in, cool. I don't feel like, I, I feel like the issue is that there's some kind of ties between Trump and Putin. Sure. I think that's, for me anyway, I think that's the issue. If anybody else wanted to invite him in and try to come up with some resolutions and see eye to eye in some capacity or um, whatever is the greater good for the world and U.S. Mm-hmm. and these countries. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's let's try to do something. Let's do that. Why not? Well, so the name of the game is diplomacy, yeah. right? That's what these guys are supposed to be doing. They're supposed right. to be enhancing these relations. Which so that's the thing. Like, yeah, if we can find a sweet spot or middle ground and be able to, uh, you know, build on relationships with them and you know, kind of meet them in the middle, I'm with that. But, um, again, what's funny is. It was considered an apology tour and him bending over to all these other countries, Obama I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. right? And now that Trump is trying to, quote unquote, use diplomacy with Putin, now everything's cool. That's exact. That was the same exact approach that he was using for Iran, that Obama was using for Iran. I see what you're saying, yeah. You you, you follow me? So, again, like, what's the difference, man? And, again, this isn't me, like, just, like, riding on Obama, but, I mean, like, 
Well, that's that's you, you that's be the consistent. big example that we got, right? Yeah, you like, got to be so consistent, man. Actually, the only example we have as far as race related with presidents, so mm-hmm. um, it's hard to avoid that. So, um, I I know you didn't want to do this. Do you want to pull up that thing that you were reading earlier regarding kind of the conspiracy or so called consp- whatever you want to call it? Um, and why you pull that up? There's a couple of topics that I, I can read off of this new news article real quick. Yeah, I, I will. And so the, not so much that I didn't want to to do it. It was more so because I haven't done enough Unverified research on it. And, right, right. I, I haven't verified it myself. Um, but to, I, but I think it's interesting. It well, we can say we haven't verified this. It's just something that we've we've read and um, well, yeah. So find it interesting that it's. Um, I think most people. This is my opinion that most people. If you listen to what's about to be read, um, you can kind of tie those connections very easily if you just think about some of the things that have gone on. Yeah, so I'm part of a group on Facebook. Um, basically, it's it's comprised of um, you know people from the left, people from the right, progressives, um, and pretty much we discuss a lot of uh, current events, politics, you know, um, uh, human condition type stuff, and. Uh, there was one of the members in the group who posted something that she had that was shared to her um, by a friend of hers. And give me a sec if I can find it. I don't know why I can't find it now. Um, While you're looking for it. So I was reading this article about um, the the meeting between Putin and Trump. And uh, there's just a number of things. And this is, I'm actually reading Fox News. Oh. Right. So. Interesting. Right. So. And the reason I pulled this up is because, one, it's Fox, which is right wing. It's about as right as you can get. That's it, right? Conservative. Um, so they're actually pointing out that Trump incorrectly cited electoral college tallies from two years ago. Um, there was no concessions from Russia on any of the issues that were addressed. Um it says even more concerning Trump was unwilling to even make um, the U.S.'s case on the issues. Mm-hmm. He just completely failed to um, to make those cases for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the failure to hear concessions from Putin uh, mirrors the lack of follow through on the grand promises of the recent North Korean summit with another murderous authoritarian Kim Jong Un. Mm-hmm. So. And that includes um, their aggression and hostility towards the Crimean Peninsula, mm-hmm. because you remember they moved to to try to annex, um, basically take back Crimea from Ukraine, right? Right, and that was supposed to be something that he was supposed to be talking to Putin about, which didn't happen, right? So um, that that that's the same concept as us going into like Mexico and saying, "Hey, we want these northern territories." are supposed to be part of the United States. We want them, you know, um, you're, you're converging on another sovereign nation, which technically is an act of war. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, and then this, this goes into, um, the, uh, Syrian issues where traditionally U S and Russia are on opposite sides of the fence there. Mm-hmm. And this is, this says that, um, Trump was suggesting that they would work together in conjunction um, to bring humanitarian aid to the people of Syria, regardless of the facts that um, the need for humanitarian aid largely stems 
from what right. Putin yeah. is doing. Yeah. Like, um, I, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm reading this off of Fox News. This is right-wing conservative news outlet mm-hmm. that is pointing out the things that Trump failed to do. He dropped the, the ball on, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, should, we, should, we should share that. Um, this link? Yeah. Okay. I'll with, save with, this link. On, on the pages so that way um, our viewers or our listeners rather can, can take a look at it. Um, because again, guys, like we, we, we definitely don't want to come across as like biased or, or whatever. I don't think it gets more... Uh, you know, if you subscribe to the same school of thought as Trump, assuming, and I could be wrong, and assuming is probably not the best thing to do, but a lot of his supporters get their news from Fox, right? So this isn't CNN, this isn't MSNBC, this is straight out of where you get your your uh, news yeah, and, from. So, and, and if you disagree with anything we're saying, feel free, you know, leave us a comment, send us an email, whatever you yeah. want to do. Like, we, we want to hear from you guys of, why you feel differently mm-hmm. um it, i mean we might even bring somebody on to have a, a third opinion or um you know have a conversation about a specific topic topic um if it's something that that's warranted so uh, so i found it all right cool and uh it's it's a little lengthy uh so i'll try to paraphrase but um i'll start with this so it says uh so so putin controls the largest oil company in russia in russia uh, he made a $500 billion deal with the CEO of ExxonMobil. Obama actually put sanctions in place, which stopped that deal from happening. Russia then hacked into our government in order to get Trump elected. Uh, when the CIA told Congress this in September, uh, James Comey, uh, of course, was in, in that meeting. Uh, but Mitch McConnell refused to tell the American people, blackmailing Obama, saying that he would frame it as playing partisan politics during the election. Um, you know, Comey released the infamous no information letter. Mitch McConnell's wife was then picked up for Trump's cabinet. So, you know, if you're, if you're wondering why our president hasn't been so quick to dismiss the CIA's findings, here could be some of the reasons why. And again, decide for yourself. Uh, Trump owes Blackstone uh, Bayrock uh, Group a reported $100 million to $560 million, uh, which is one of his largest debtors and the primary reason he won't reveal his tax returns, which during his campaign, he said that, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll release it eventually. Of course, we still have not seen that. Right. Uh, Blackstone is owned wholly by Russian billionaires uh, who owe their position to Putin and have made billions from their work with the Russian government. Other companies that have borrowed from Blackstone have claimed that o- owing money to them is like owing money to, to the Russian mob. And while you owe them, you also owe them for a lot of favors. So, um, the Russian economy is badly faltering under the weight of its overdependence on raw materials, which, as you know, have plummeted in the last two years, leaving the Russian economy scrambling to pay its debts. Uh, Russia has an impetus to influence our election to ensure the per barrel or prices, excuse me, to influence our election to ensure the per barrel oil prices are above $65. Right now, they're currently around 50 bucks uh, a barrel. Um, Russia can't affordably get at 80% of its oil reserves and reduce its per barrel costs to compete with America at $45 or Saudi Arabia at $39. With Iranian sanctions being lifted, Russia will find another inexpensive competitor increase in production and pushing Russia further down the list of suppliers. Uh, as for Iranian sanctions, the six countries lifting them, allowing Iran to collect on the billions it's owed for pumping oil but not being paid for it. Uh, these billions Iran can get um, only if the Iranian nuclear deal is is signed 
Trump spoke of ending these deals, which would cause oil sales sanctions to be reimposed, which would make Russian oil more competitive. Side note, I want to talk about this because there's this huge talking point from the right that, you know, Obama, the Obama administration paid Iran, you know, all this money. That's that's not how this works. This was it was their assets that were frozen from the pre-existing sanctions right Right, so as these sanctions start to get lifted they now have access Access to their money yeah right he didn't cut them a check he didn't fly them you know just allowed them access to their own stuff like pallets of money over to iran like it was their money that they should have gotten for the oil that they had provided so this one's this one's pretty interesting though um rex tillerson as we know that's trump's ex secretary of state so he was also the head of ExxonMobil. Which is in possession of a patented technology that can help uh, Putin extract 45% more oil at a significant cost savings to Russia, which is going to help Putin put more money in Russian coffers to help reconstitute its military and basically be able to allow them to to mass produce the new and improved systems that it had invented um, before the Russian economy had kind of slowed down. So um, he can't. Putin can't get access to these uh, cost-saving technologies or outside of oil field development money due to U.S. sanctions on Russia uh, because of its involvement in the Ukrainian civil war, which we just talked about in terms of the right. Crimean Peninsula. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, something to look for, look towards would be looking for Trump to end Russian sanctions and to back out of the Iranian nuclear deal uh, to help Russia rebuild its economy, which... As we know, he's not a fan of. He says that it's a horrible deal, and he wants to wants to end it, right? Right. Um, which in turn is going to strengthen Putin and make Tillerson and Trump even richer. Obviously, we know Tillerson is no longer part of the administration. So, so a lot of this is kind of backdated prior to some of the events that have happened. Well, even but, still, I'm sure he owns a ton of stock in Exxon Mobil. Absolutely. So, I mean, oil prices going up only helps him. So. so um, the, the last point that I'm going to make is uh, it says with Trump's fabricated hatred of NATO, which he attacked NATO last week, sure. um, and the UN, uh, the Russian military is reconstituted. The threat to the Baltic states is real. Russia retaking their access to the Baltic Sea from Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia, and uh, threatening the shipping of millions of cubic feet of natural gas to lower Europe uh, from Scandinavia is going to allow Russia to make a good case for its oil and gas being piped into Eastern Europe. So you you'd mention this you just got to follow the money man yeah you know what i'm saying like the fact that rex tillerson already had an existing relationship with putin right Mm -hmm. uh a lot of respect from putin then he turns out being appointed to the head of state secretary Secretary of state right uh for for trump like come on man like well you have to think you're the ceo of the largest production company in the world mm -hmm. exxon mobil why do you leave that, that position, that power, to go to be a secretary, secretary of state, for what? Your paycheck wasn't... There's nowhere near as Couldn't one, it be. Yeah. Even if it is equal, why? What, what benefit do you get from doing that? Yeah. Unless you want to become a lifetime politician. Right. When obviously he didn't. Right. So that, that, that's a... That's a question you have to ask yourself and look for an answer for because based on what you're reading i I think that points out some very clear answers to um a lot of questions that people should be asking themselves of why is this happening who stands to benefit who's benefiting yeah 
and where does it go from from there so I don't know. I, I I just wanted to do that because of some of the things that we were talking about just then, like that just kept replaying in my mind of um, why would you do this? Why would you get up there and not say anything? Why would you get up there? That was your opportunity, man. Yeah. I mean, we're, why would you go behind closed doors? Like you mentioned, why do you not stand up to anything? Not, uh, not a single thing was accomplished during the summit. Not one. Didn't stand up to him about Ukraine, Crimea, um, Syria, like it not even didn't bring anything up or negate what he was saying or, or press him on it. Press him on it. Mm-hmm. He was agreeing with some of the shit that yeah. he was saying. Becoming an ally with this guy. Yeah. In opposition to your own people. Yeah, of, of reports you have in your hand, of intelligence that you have, of knowledge that you supposedly should have. On, on stands where of U.S. politics and diplomacy. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. To, to me, it's like it's it's very black and white. Like you you get it or you don't get it. And if you fall in the middle, it's because you're tied to the black and the white. Mm-hmm. If you're gray, you're black and white. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I I feel like that's where Trump is. He's in that gray zone, and it's because he's tied to the U.S. And I feel like he's tied to russian yeah and and so i feel again we're saying a lot of feel and stuff like that uh because it hasn't come out well yet and these are our opinions these are how we feel about things so but you know maybe that's the reason why he hasn't released his tax returns right because it would show certain connections to some of these companies you know in russia we already know that he has has business dealings in Russia. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't anything that's like out of the blue. You know, he doesn't have any sort of um, any ties there. We know that. But to what extent is the question? Right? Yeah, for sure. So how deep does it go? Um, you know, but, you know, just uh, at the end of this thing, at the end of the investigation, you know, if it turns out that, that he had nothing to do with it, cool man shit hats off um you're still a bitch ass punk. <laughs> you know hats off like like i said I, i'm not gonna wish bad on the guy just because i disagree with a lot of the shit that he does and a lot of things that he says but um you know it's an investigation and there's a lot of layers it's a big ass spider web so when people are like oh well we're wasting taxpayer money taxpayers money for you know these investigations like bro this isn't open and closed like case right you look at like scandals of the past like watergate and stuff like that these are investigations that go on for years and then sure enough the fucking house of cards comes toppling down you know um and so what i've seen is um special counsel mueller he the dude's like pragmatic and he's very meticulous you know i'm saying like this isn't a witch hunt the right likes to call this a witch hunt dude there's already been like there's already been like 19 indictments, like five guilty pleas. We already know Michael, you know, um, uh, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn. These guys, someone's going to, you start pressing these dudes with 30 to 40 years, you know, or however much time they're going to get, birds start to sing real quick. They're going to disappear. His ass is probably going to go on witness protection and he's going to dime everybody out. But that's what I'm saying. So these investigations, these aren't things that you can just do. Um, you know, over the the course of a couple months, there's so many layers and and and, and uh, relationships and and so many things that you have to examine. These are very intricate 
uh, investigations that they need time to play out. So I think it's re- first of all, I think it's 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 intellectually dishonest to think that they should be done with this investigation, mm-hmm. right? They're constantly discovering new things, right? And so people are like, oh well, there's no proof for collusion or or you know um, anything like that. But in the meantime they're uncovering a lot of other things that can lead to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you look at like Jared Kushner or Don Jr. And initially the story was, oh, we've never met with anybody from Russia. And then the story changes to, oh yeah, what we did. And uh, we only talked about like adoptions, right? We weren't talking about anything. And then it's like, oh yeah, but we did talk with this person or we did meet with this person. So the story is constantly changing. You know what I'm saying? So here's my thing. If you never met with them in the beginning, your story, the initial story was, we never met with anybody. I don't know what you're talking about. And then it changes. Yeah. And then it changes. Like, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. We give it some time. You know, like I said, if it turns out the dude didn't have anything to do with it, he didn't have anything to do with it. But you you can't expect that to be done, like, overnight. Even aside from the collusion, you have a country that has been found guilty by our intelligence agency that they hacked and tampered with influence influence the election and influenced yeah yeah the scary part is and I'm sorry I'm also for cutting you off the scary part is bro we're in July we got midterms coming up in November yep it's coming you know what I'm saying so it's like okay so what are we doing to prevent it from happening well that i mean again let's look at Let's use some common sense. This is coming up, what, two, three months from from that happening. Mm-hmm. Why is he going to piss him off? He put him in help. If, if he did help put him in office the first time, he's not going to do anything to jeopardize him potentially helping him a second time. But back, back to my point of... Even if there's no collusion, even if Trump didn't know, even if um, even if he didn't know, if there is a inkling of evidence that Russia did this for him to sit up there and not charge him up over it. Yeah, it, that's troubling in itself. Minus the collusion, minus everything else, for you to be up there and be like, ah, all cozy with buddy, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. That that's that's what I think. When I when I when I reading these articles and listening to what I listen to, regardless of everything else, if you have intelligence that says this is what happened, this is who we we believe did it, and you have your opportunity to at least question him or anything pressing whatever you want to call it and instead of doing that you say completely say i have ah, i have no reason to believe that's what happened it's a slap in the face so the crazy thing it is it absolutely is a slap in the face and to take it a little bit further the crazy thing is is i guess one of the agreements that they that they had discussed or potentialities that they had discussed was that putin would give up the 12 the uh actors uh, who the indictments would fall on only under the condition that him that his team can work with 
our investigators about uh, United States actions against Russia. So my thing is, is like, why would you bring in someone who you found to be fucking with you, meddling with your affairs, mm-hmm. to now be a part of the investigation that you're investigating them about? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like me being a prosecutor, right? Yeah. Getting a defendant and going and working with him and trying to figure out, try, try to mitig- like litigate that case. Right. Makes absolutely no sense. No, I get it, man. It's, um, it, it's hard. Hey, you're charged for murder, right? Let's sit down together and let's go through what happened. And I want you to, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's, I'm going to tell you what I have on you. Here's my evidence, right? You tell me how to keep this from happening. Come on. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's not rocket science. And I'm, I didn't go to law school or anything like that, but God damn, dude, like, <laughs> It's just, it, it's hard to wrap your head around this. It really is. Like, as far as, I mean, it's easy to understand, or it should be easy to understand what all is wrong with this entire picture. It's hard to wrap your mind around how, how it's happening. Like, why is this happening? Why is it allowed to be happening? Why, why are people supporting this? and not seeing it like it's it's right there in your for face for what it is so never did i think that i would see the president of the united states get on stage and basically take it be a bit from from russia like that dude cuz you got to think about it man from a historical context right world war 2 man like there are people who are in graves right now fighting against or who fought against communism yep. and the spread of the red wave or whatever. You remember the red scare and shit yeah. like that, right? Yeah. My wife's grandfather fought in world war two. You know what I'm saying? And I can't help but think that these guys are just like turning in their graves. Had they seen what happened this past week? No doubt. Which again, just, it, it kills me because the people who who play this patriotic card and, you know, want to get pissed off at the NFL players or whatever the case is, how can they can be so blind to what happened this week, bro? I don't know. You have a lot of good questions. I don't know, man. And and so, again, if you are, um, if you have a different opinion than, than either of us and you would like to make your point, please, guys, you know, comment hit us up, send us an email, send us a DM, um, so that way we can continue the conversation because, uh, to me, I don't see this going away anytime soon. Uh, all we're seeing is this relationship continuing to evolve and it, to get a little bit deeper uh, than, than what it already is. So, Yeah, and, and I think like what, what you've pointed out sev- several times during this conversation, neither one of us is here to bash any president, Trump, Obama, wh- whoever it is. Our standpoint on this is pointing out our opinions, how we feel, um, and, and just reading and, and researching some of the facts and, and just kind of pointing some light onto some of the issues. And, um, you know, I think, we, I think we get so much mainstream media, and it's always formed in a certain way. It's either left or it's right. Sensationalized. And I, I think what we want to do is just bring hopefully kind of a third light to 
what it is, and it, it's our opinions a lot of time of how we feel. Yes, the, we do. Yes, there are opinions, but I'm very evidence-based. I'm very fact-based, you know, in all parts of my life. And when we present certain things and I, you know, I'm chopping up Donald Trump on certain shit, they're factually it's based. Back. Yeah, absolutely. I, more, our opinions are based on, I'm, I'm saying opinions of when we feel a certain way because of he, he did this, mm. we, it makes us feel this way. Okay. Th- that's our opinion. W- yeah, what yeah. we're saying that he did is absolutely a fact. It's, yeah. It's in every mainstream media news outlet. It's, yeah. it's all over the place. It, that's easy to come by. Or, yeah. Or you can just, you can just go watch the freaking press conference. Right. But kind of trying to connect some of these dots and um, trying to point some light on some of the, the bigger issues of why he's doing this or, how it's done is sometimes projected as an opinion from, from either of us. So yeah. anyway, um, you have anything else on that one? I mean, there's tons <laughs> of different, uh, small issues within the huge issue. I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like ultimately, um, if you can put aside the identity politics and just really take things case by case, um, that I feel like that we would make so much more progress as a people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because right now, uh, the powers that be want us, they, they want us to stay in, in opposition to each other. They want it to be extremely polarized, right? Yeah. Um, if someone doesn't share your view, you automatically should write them off. And it shouldn't be that. That shouldn't be the case. Uh, the dialogue needs to be there. We got to be able to build off of each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know I'm not, you know... Uh, expert on anything but i pay attention and i try to look at things outside of my biases so that's all i my biggest thing is just having people try to do the same um because it's okay to call someone from your party a dumbass if they act if they're acting like a dumbass Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah um it's okay to agree with someone across the aisle if they make a valid point it doesn't make you a traitor it doesn't make you a traitor you know, so and I feel like that's where we are right now. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I I was just reading the last part of this article, and it's kind of exactly what you had said about lawyers working together in a criminal case and stuff. This says um, a very wise analyst noted that the strategy is like allowing a criminal to investigate his own, his case. own crime. Yeah, yeah, dude. What um, what website is that? That's that's, that's crazy. That's on Fox. That's Fox. Yeah. Just so y'all know, uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just so y'all know, uh, I do not. Well, it's very rare that I watch or read anything uh, Fox because it's usually pretty sensationalized and pretty biased. But I just think that's funny that. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. I was reading that, like, I pulled up Fox, like, or actually, I, I googled the uh, the summit, mm-hmm. and I was clicking through different um, news outlets and reading some of these articles. And I, I picked Fox because of this, the very reason this topic, yeah. of, well, not the top, but that they are so far right. And they do tend to pad what actually happened and, mm-hmm. and his portray him and not quite the truth or whatever mm-hmm. you want to, however you want to say that. Kind of like um, CNN used to do with Obama. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but to me, this was written very fairly like it stated the facts it is what it is like this is what happened here's my thing about um about fox and this is i don't know if it's on topic but since we're since we're talking about it 
Um, I feel like all of the news stations, um, like obviously there's a level of bias. Um, there was a, I, I think we talked about this in one of the last episodes, but there's a pictograph that I saw and it's got all of the major like publications and, and, and news syndications on a graph based on polarization mm-hmm. of the political spectrum. And uh, I'll find it and I'll post it to our page so you guys can take a look at it. But it was a really interesting kind of thing to see in terms of where each of those fell. Kind of ranked. But with Fox, my, my thing is, like, if you if you watch Fox, uh, as far as the cable news, the cable channel, 90%, 99% of their syndication are columnists, right? So you have, like, well, but no longer Bill O'Reilly, but you have, like, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, Neil Cavuto... Um, you know, the five, these are all opinion based shows that people are watching, you know what I'm saying? And they're taking it as fact, but it's not, there's very little news on Fox, right? Yeah. Like Shep Smith, um, he has his news hour, right? Mm -hmm. Um, where he's actually putting forth news. Whereas like Tucker, he has like people on and it's like banter back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not news. That's a columnist who a has their own show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to be careful with, with what you're um, internalizing and digesting as news because it's not all news. A lot of what's on Fox is opinion, and that's that's my biggest thing with them. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So because, again, I mean, it's like Fox to me is the MSNBC of the right. MSNBC is super left. You know, um, they – dude, Obama was – Christ incarnate, you know, to, to, to him or yeah. to them, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. uh, yeah, but just be careful what you're digesting as and taking as truth because a lot of times, especially on these hyper polarized and sensationalized, uh, networks, it's not it's, a lot of times it's, it's, not, it's not so. But no, you asked me if I had anything else on it. Dude, we could talk about this all night. You know what I'm saying? Um, If you don't have a problem, if you don't see anything wrong that happened this week, I implore you to check your compass. Something is not clicking right. Send us a note. Yeah. Email us. Yeah. We want to know. Because what happened this week should not have been able to, should not have been there, cool. There shouldn't be a debate on it. Yeah. Like there shouldn't be anybody saying, oh, I understand. This mm-hmm. is why I did this. It, it's, it's pretty black and white. Like I said, yeah, to me. Yeah. But that's that man. Um, we did it. That was a good one, man. I liked it. Uh, so the, this week was a little weird. Uh, we wanted, we wanted to pump some count, some content out a little bit earlier. Uh, we had ran into some te- technical difficulties, so we appreciate you guys, you know. Uh, patience, patience, patience. Patience is a virtue, so we appreciate y'all hanging out and uh, waiting for us to pump it out. But we, we're, we're definitely going to be cranking out some more. Um, we're kind of finding our groove, and uh, yeah. It's, again, you know, any ideas, any topics that you guys want us to cover, uh, please, please reach out, and uh, we'll try our best to um, cover some of those. Uh, before we go, uh, we kind of we did this in the first episode. Um, this is off the cuff here, 
but there are um i'm not really on the best website but some of the concerts coming up um this is pretty much this is all over the place not just hip-hop and rap stuff like that but uh let's see where are we at what's today today is the 21st oh sorry everybody but um if you didn't go you missed dj poly d in houston what last night bro dude yeah man he was uh at stereo <laughs> live spinning them records jersey shore man yeah man could have done some fist pumping i don't they, they don't do fist pumping anymore they do something else i forget what it was yeah. um, wait today's the 21st it is now damn son oh so that ha- that's happening like right now actually yeah yeah um let's see seether seether uh that's cool i suppose house, oh, yeah. of, house of blues um i'm just gonna name some of the, i don't know half of these so let me know if you know anything sleeping with sirens um me yeah. i set my friends on fire i don't know who that is uh, yeah I, i've heard of them i didn't know they were still making movie or music music yeah uh yeah they're at the scout bar on wednesday july 25th should be a dope ass show, bro. Check it out. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, a little old school Hall and Oats. What? What? Are you serious? Yeah, man. Thursday. No shit, dude. Twenty sixth Toyota Center. Yo. What? Holy cow! Yeah, that's actually gonna be uh, for for um, our older demographic or people who appreciate uh, some of the nostalgia. Hall and Oats, man. Yeah. Those guys. A lot of people don't realize how much Important. they did for the. For music, man. Mm-hmm. Those guys dropped hits. Yes, sir. Wow. Um, let's see. Eyes set to kill. Nope, never no, heard of them. Nothing. But Lil B. Lil B. <laughs> How about Slim Thug? There you go. In Houston, White Oak Music Hall, August third. Um, also August third, Panic at the Disco. What? I don't know if you get down with them, but they're at Toyota Center. I'm not a huge fan, but my wife is. I like Panic at the Disco. They get down. Yeah. I saw them. Um, I saw them. Uh, at, well, funny. We uh, saw them at Cynthia Woods with Fallout Boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. She likes Fallout Boy. My wife that's her girl. Th- that's her, that's her band. Her, right? Yeah, dude. Those are her guys, man. Yeah, I can get down with some Fallout Boy too. Um, that's kind of anything that I see that's interesting there. Um. Also, something that we've we've been thinking about um, as different topics to talk about, just kind of quick shout outs and things like that uh, to start off the episodes and maybe finish up are uh, me and Akil are both kind of uh, sneakerheads, if you will. Um, <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> trying to trying to work on our collections a little bit. So we, we might start talking about some of the new shoes that are coming out, things that we're interested in there. Incorporate some fashion into the game. You yeah, know man. What I'm about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, um, as a way to kind of help promote the podcast and some of the local businesses, we've kind of thrown around the idea of visiting some local restaurants, bars, um, establishments, things like that. Doing um, some reviews. Have some discussions with some of the owners, managers, and um, yeah, just doing some reviews and trying to kind of work together to collaborate to um, help each other out. So if anybody's interested in um, some some local places you've heard of or are interested or would like to hear about, let us know. Um, or if you have any other ideas of, uh, I guess, different outlets or things like that, just let us know and we'd be glad to check into it. So 
Um, okay, I'm tired of talking. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, with that being said, y'all, again, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, Headspin Radio. Headspin uh, Radio. Nikhil here. Miles, we're going to go ahead and sign off this thing. Episode 3 is officially over. Yeah, guys, thank you very much. Appreciate all the support. Adios. Muchas gracias. Peace. All right, no, really, bye.